What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into Philly Take with RB. RB here, and we're joined by a very special guest today. Shout out to my guy, Luca Rosano, coming on here to talk and chop up some Sixers, Raptors, Kyle Lowry trade deadline talk. We're going to get into it, man. Um, shout out to my guy. If you guys have not yet, be sure to subscribe to him on YouTube. Luca Rosano does play-by-plays, does podcast episodes, does all, all the content that you need, and he's the best Raptors content creator out there, guys. So if you want the scoop, on, on one of our rivals, he's the right man to go to. Luca, thanks for joining me today, man. Appreciate it. Bro, I appreciate it, man. You're killing the game, and this has been a long time coming to collab. And uh, before we begin here, I just want to shout out you. You've been, you know, doing your thing. You've been growing like crazy, man. It's great to see. And uh, shout out to the Sixers fans in here. I know, you know, there's that narrative that there's animosity between Raptors fans and Sixers fans. But you know what? It's, it, it's good to do this type of stuff and talk real. So I just want to shout out you, your fan base, and, and your work, bro. It's, it's been really impressive. Hey, much love to you, man. Really big fan of you. And uh, shout out to all 65 up in the chat already, guys. 2.30 on a weekday. We didn't expect many people here. There will be people who come and catch it on a second time around because we're not going to be on here for a long time. Um, so if you have not yet, again, hit that like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell and check out Luca Rosano on YouTube. Shout out to a couple of the channel members up in here. We got Philly fans and SD. We got Seth says, I'm on the roof of a skyscraper in Philly and, and I'm going to be watching RB at the same time. Hashtag union construction strong. That, that's the real support, man. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and then we got, uh, let's see, we got my guy David up in here. What's going on, David? Shout out to everybody in the chat, guys. Again, we're going to be talking this Kyle Lowry trade deadline stuff just two days away. We're going to be covering it all week. Um, I want to get my guy Lucas perspective though, because last night, you know, I, I popped into your stream a little bit at the end. Um, you guys were down bad, man. Uh, the Houston Rockets had lost 20 in a row and they beat the, they beat the Raptors last night. Um, I'm, I'm just going to let you take the floor and just tell us how are the Raptors fans feeling right now? Like what is the notion today as a Toronto Raptors uh, fan and content creator? I, I just posted a meme on my Twitter that basically represents myself and all fans at the moment. I mean, it has been crazy, bro. I feel like I'm in a in a trapped fire. Like this thing has fallen apart in the last couple of weeks. It looked like the Raptors were ready to turn the tide. And then, you know, health and safety protocols hit us. And it seems like, you know, from that point on, things just keep getting worse. We've lost nine in a row. We lost to the Rockets, who had lost 20 games in a row. We didn't just lose to the Rockets. We got blown out by the Rockets. Pascal Siakam just got fined 50K for, you know, talking some trash to Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse got fined for throwing his mask in one of these games. You got Kyle Lowry's future, you know, in doubt. You got Norman Powell as well. He's been in a bunch of trade rumors. It has been crazy, man. And uh, I'm going to have a video on this probably later today. Um, but I think the Raptors should just embrace what's going on. Don't try to be a hero. Don't try to make a desperation move to buy be a seller at the deadline, look to next season, get a lottery pick. I know this isn't a popular thing to say, but tank um, and, and just kind of come back stronger next season because I look at it right now, man. Yeah, I think we're like two and a half games back of a, a playoff spot with the play in. But even if this team does get in, I really don't like their chances in a first round playoff matchup against the Sixers, Bucks or Nets. And, you know, it, it's better to sometimes take, um, you know, a step backwards um, versus then, you know, trying to say something that's just not there to begin with. You know, I got first and foremost, I got to say, I respect the hell out of you for coming right out of the gate with that. Like, you, no, no BS. Like, you know, we might have a chance. No, you're just like, you know, I, I'm fine with tanking. Like, no pun intended, but trust the process a little bit. Like, all right, let's just let's let's look for the future. Like, it's just not it. And I respect that you're able to come out um, and say that. But 
Would you say that's kind of the notion now of Raptors fans overall too? Like, are you guys just like, you know, it's time to just throw in the towel. Like it's not happening this year. Like, is, is that from your perspective as an objective person, or is this just like everyone now in Toronto? Just like, all right, it, it's time. Like, yeah, that's a really good question. I think the narrative all season was you had two sides to it. A lot of the fans are saying, this is not our season. It's a deep draft. Just try to get a lottery pick, come back stronger next season. And then the other half of the fan base was like, you know, this team is good. They've just been hampered with injuries. They haven't been at full strength, health and safety protocols, wait until they come back. But I think the definitive factor were these last two games, uh, RB. On Sunday, losing to the Cavaliers, a team mm-hmm. that was below the Raptors in the standings. And then Monday was the icing on the cake. You lose to the Rockets. You get blown out by the Rockets, who, you know, were becoming the laughing stock of the league. Silas was nearly crying in his in his post-game presser for how bad things were getting. And the Rockets looked good against the Raptors. Like, John oh, Wall looked man. like he was in his prime. You know, Christian Wood was doing his thing. Uh, Tate was doing his thing. I hadn't even heard of Tate, with all due respect to him, before that game. And uh, the Rockets actually looked really good against the Raptors. So, um, I think yesterday's loss solidified it. To, I would say, like, 90% of the fan base, just from, like, what I've seen on Twitter and just conversations I've had, of – fans starting to set in on reality that's, you know, just swallow your pride for the rest of the season, come back better next year. And, you know, hopefully better days are coming. Yeah, I definitely respect it. And, you know, I mean, you guys won a championship and this happens, this happens with your teams a couple years after, you know, at, at some point it's like, all right, it's time to retool. And why not a season like this for you guys? You know, that's, that's been wacky in itself. Um, but first and foremost, um, obviously we got to get down to the Kyle Lowry thing. Um, let me just get your first perspective. Shout out to everybody in the chat, guys, 117 in here, hit that like and sub, be sure to check Luca Rosano on YouTube and you're on TikTok as well too, right? That's Twitter, correct. Instagram. All right. Yeah, yeah. Check them out on every platform. Does great content guys. Um, so before I get to all these reports on Kyle Lowry, what is your thoughts overall on Kyle Lowry? Like, um, is this the time, like, are you on the side more of like, I want to keep him around for his whole career or is it more like, you know, it's, it's time to let him go contend for another championship. Like he did his service, did his due. Um, it's that time. Like what, what is, what is your kind of perspective on that? Hey, I have a really realistic uh, standpoint when it comes to Lowry. I, 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 you know, I would agree with the second thing that you, you said, I think, you know, his time has come. He's done everything he needed to do here. He won the championship. He's accomplished all he had to do. I think it's time to move on. And I know he does want to retire after that can still happen. You know, he comes back on a one day contract. I would definitely be welcoming of that. But in terms of, you know, where he fits with this team moving forward, it's time to embrace uh, the present and the future. Kyle Lowry, you know, he's a, he's an aging point guard. And, and, and right now I think he would be best suited for a team that's right there in terms of winning a championship on a team like the Raptors that I wouldn't say is about to rebuild, but retool is the better way of putting it. Kyle Lowry is, you know, this is not a, a situation that he wants to be in. I think, you know, you pay him respect, you you give him an opportunity to go win maybe another one before his time is done. And that's where the reports have come out that, uh, you know, Shams on Monday said that the Sixers and the Heat are the leaders in the trade race to, to land Kyle Lowry. I think the variable that makes this very tough is the, the money and what Kyle Lowry is making. He does have a contract that is very tough to move. Um, but I think even if a trade doesn't happen at the deadline, I, I think Kyle Lowry will go to a team uh, in the offseason, another team that is. And I, I would have, you know, the Sixers and the Heat, like Sham says, as, as the leaders. I would personally want to see Kyle Lowry get trade at the deadline. And this is just me being an unbiased fan, because like if you could get assets and picks in return, why wouldn't you? But again, because that that number and that contract is a little bit too big, it might be you know hard to move there is a good percentage that 
Kyle Lowry, you know, nothing happens, nothing happens. He doesn't get dealt. And that's why like a lot of the recent reports, especially on the Raptors side of things have said that uh, it's looking more and more likely that uh, Kyle Lowry will stay with the team. And another, uh, like a name that's more likely to get traded on the Raptors is Norman Powell versus Kyle mm-hmm. Lowry. But at the end of the day, you don't know what's going to happen. I would put at like 60, 40%, 60% that he stays 60, uh, 40% that he gets traded. But uh, yeah, I think the Raptors should definitely put Kyle Lowry in the best position to win with where he's at in his career. Yeah, I think you make a great point. And it's definitely interesting because I feel like in a way, both teams have leverage here because the Sixers need to go out, for example, and get another piece, or at least that's what we think, like, you know, to make that championship run. Um, And on the Raptors side, it's almost like, you know, I've been telling my fans for a week and I was telling you this before, um, you know, I, a couple weeks ago, I said, all right, the Raptors are on a hot streak. Whatever happens over the next couple of weeks will really determine like, are the Raptors going to let Kyle Lowry go or are they going to make this push? And I never expected you guys to go on a losing spurt like you are now, but it's kind of coming to that realization. Like you said, like, all right, you know, it's time to retool. Um, so when it comes to Kyle Lowry, it's almost like both teams in a way have leverage, but you said 60, 40, I think that's a pretty good percentage uh, to get this done. And the whole contracts make it a little bit harder, but just speak real quick. Like, if just say this trade was to go down, we know Kyle Lowry's from Philly. He's tough. Yeah. He's got that dog mentality. But just speak like to, you know, in terms of winning a championship, uh, being a locker room presence, like what it, say this were to go down, what are we getting in a guy like Kyle Lowry? Like just speak on him for a little bit. You're getting uh, the ultimate piece, I think, for the Philadelphia 76ers right now. I mean, if Kyle Lowry's added to what Philly's got going on, you know, and beat comes back healthy and, this team continues to progress as they've been doing all season long. By the way, like I, I the Sixers have been, you know, an incredible story. Like this, I thought they were going to do this last year. Like I had them finishing first last year, so I, w- I was off a year. But um, yeah, Kyle Lowry, I think, would be the ultimate piece for the Sixers. I mean, you know, a veteran playmaker, that guard that can, you know, gel nicely with uh, with Embiid. I think he would elevate Simmons' game. He will make everybody around him better. The Sixers, they need that point guard. And I think if, if Kyle Lowry goes there, that team would be neck and neck with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, I think we're on our way to an inevitable, you know, Eastern Conference Finals at that point between the Nets and the 76ers. And if I am Philadelphia, I'm doing whatever it takes at this point to get on the phone, calling Masai and trying to get a deal done. Because I, I thought that, you know, Philadelphia should have probably went harder in terms of trying to get James Harden. That obviously didn't happen. But now you look at what the Nets have done. They're in win-now mode. They continue to stack the deck. They get Harden. Um, you know, they get Blake Griffin. Drummond's name still up in the air, although I saw a report today that if he is bought out, the Lakers are emerging to be the front runners. Philadelphia needs to make a move. Philadelphia needs to make a move at the deadline. I'm sure fans would agree. You guys are right there. You know, the, the brass ring is, is in reach. And uh, I, I think Kyle Lowry would be that guy that could potentially put Philadelphia over the top. And I mean, he does have that great leadership, that great locker room presence that you alluded to. And he's got the postseason pedigree. I mean, here's a guy in Kyle Lowry that when the Raptors were struggling in the playoffs RB, everybody was considering the Raptors chokers and not being able to get out of the second round. He, to me, stood out more so than a DeMar DeRozan of being a postseason performer, being a guy that can come back Uh, from a bad game you know he had that dud in game one against the magic from the championship season that the raptors had of scoring zero points and having just a terrible terrible game but he came back you know the next game and in the next couple of series with just that determination and and that great energy that great effort like he doesn't give up he doesn't get down on himself and it's the little things 
that he does that really separates him from your average player and your average guard, you know, taking charges, getting after loose balls, um, you know, making the right play. Yeah. Like yeah. I have nothing but good things to say about Kyle Lowry. And uh, maybe it's because, you know, I, I've watched him over the years and at, you know, it's funny, like at first a lot of Raptors fans didn't even like him, but I have always been a Kyle Lowry guy. I've always been a Kyle Lowry fan. I've praised them even through the rough patches and uh, yeah, he would just be the ultimate uh, chess move and peace for the Sixers. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think at, at the point we're at, I think the Sixers are going to try to fill out their bench. But I think the one piece that would be able to come in as a starter and fit with everybody is Kyle Lowry. Um, and I think if you're able to get it done on both sides, it would be a great deal. I remember a point in time where, like you said, Kyle Lowry used to get made fun of, never showed up in the postseason. But that championship run, I'll be honest, he really stepped up, balled out, um, he's a guy I've always hated, but it's more so like if he was on my team, I'd love him. Like <laughs> yeah. I would have to learn to love him because he's just a pest. He's everywhere. And the great point that you made that I talked about last night was, you know, we we need another guard next to Ben Simmons. Like we've all been saying that um, he's a facilitator, can play the two man game. He's tough and he's a locker room presence. Um, and I think it would definitely work out well. Shout out to Birds Nation 302 coming with a five dollar donation. Thank you for the support. Much love to everybody in here. We got 185 in the chat, guys. Hit the like and sub for your guys up here. Be sure to check out Luca Rosano on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Does great Raptors content. So now that we got kind of an idea on Lowry, um, and let us know in the chat, what are you thinking about as a potential trade package for Kyle Lowry? This is the most interesting part. I want to hear from Luca. Say the deal is, is, you know, about to get done. Daryl Morey's on the phone. All right, Masai, we're going to give you this, this, and this. You're the Raptors GM. What are you looking for in a trade specifically? Is it draft compensation? Is it young talent, expiring contracts, just getting Larry's contract off the book? What is it exactly that's going to make this deal get done? Yeah, I think a little bit of, of everything. Like, you know, draft compensation most definitely. And uh, I think the biggest piece that I would want is, is Tyrese Maxey. I've said this before. I'll see it again. I know Philadelphia is high on him. I'm personally high on him. I don't know if Philadelphia would be willing to move him. But I think Tyrese Maxey would have to, you know, be in that deal. I'd rather him over a guy like, you know, uh, Thibel. Um, And then, yeah, you probably have to like ship back, you know, Danny Green to us. Or uh, um, I, I don't know if Philadelphia would part ways with both Seth, uh, Seth Curry and uh, Maxey. I mean, that would be like the picture perfect deal for the Raptors and draft compensation. Um, but I mean, if you could at least get Maxey, I think that would be enticing enough, uh, at least from my perspective, for the Raptors to pull the trigger. But if like Maxey's not included, yeah, like I think it'd be tough to get done because like who could you really include? You would have to include like a bunch of filler pieces um, to, mm -hmm. you know, match the salary. And uh, I think the Raptors would want more than just draft compensation. I think the thing that they're going to be looking to get if they move a Lowry or Powell on Thursday is, you know, getting a, a young piece that could still take time, obviously develop, but that's going to be a big thing, uh, I think, from a side. Yeah, definitely. And uh, before I kind of give my input on that, there was a report today from uh, Austin Krell, NBA reporter, I guess. He says the asking price for Lowry per source was two first rounders, a second, and two players. That's kind of overboard for me. I don't know if two firsts is going to get it done. That is a lot. Um, yeah. I'm willing to part with a first, maybe a future unprotected first or a second. Uh, but I think you're right on the young player. Like a guy like Max, he's going to have to be in the deal. To be completely honest, us Philly fans here, uh, we we love Danny Green one night and then we hate him the next. He's like, like awful, fans. <laughs> and then he's the best. Um, 
But right now, I feel like he really understands Doc's system. He's shooting better. He's playing. Uh, he's, you know, been racking up steals. He's been all over, to be honest, in a sneaky way. I don't know if the Sixers fans right now are going to want to get rid of him because he kind of understands his role and he just helps fit the system. But you're right. If this was a one-on-one deal, I think he would have to be in it because, you know, $50 million contract one year. Um, but honestly, the way I'm actually viewing this is more of maybe a three-team trade. Like you might have to incorporate someone else um, to get this done. I don't know. But in terms of Tyrese Maxey, at this point, like Doc likes to develop guys over years. So it's going to take him some time. I I, I think Daryl Morey would be willing to give him up. I really do. The guy I we I don't want to give up is Matisse Thibel. I think his defense is invaluable. It's going to come in clutch in a playoff series, and the kid's just young and developing. Um, if it was Tyrese Maxey, a first and a second, maybe a couple expiring contracts, I think that would be able to get it done. But I, what do you think about the two first rounders? Do you think that's even that's even feasible to to get a trade done? I don't think that- they have that much leverage. Yeah, definitely one first rounder, but two does seem like a little bit of a stretch. That would be like, you know, Masai possibly finessing the Sixers. But hey, <laughs> Masai has finessed teams in the past, man. Like, you know, you look at a couple of deals mm-hmm. that he's done. Um, yeah, I, I would be surprised if two firsts were included, um, you know, for Kyle Lowry. But it's going to be crazy, man. Like, I'm so looking forward to Thursday. It, it feels like we've been talking about these rumors for so long, and we're finally going to get some answers on Thursday. I would laugh if nothing happens after all the speculation. But mm-hmm. I would not – like, I know – you know, we're talking about Raptors Philly right now, but I like I would not sleep on on Miami. Like their name keeps popping up too. And uh I think they'd be willing to part ways with Duncan Robinson over obviously Tyler Hero to try to mm-hmm. hit Kyle Lowry. And uh apparently Lowry said that you know he would he wouldn't mind going to Miami as well. So I think whatever happens, Kyle Lowry will be a sixer or a heat player, either at the deadline or at the end of the season. What, what, what exactly would you guys be looking from for the Heat? Like, is there anything that you've thought about or not quite yet? Like, any any ideas from the Heat that you'd be I, – I was hearing Hero, uh, Robinson, Precious Achua. Like, anything in specific or not not yet? Uh, not specific, but I don't think the Heat are giving up Precious Achua. Like, they're very high on him. He's a really good young player. Um, right. And then I, I also don't see them giving up Hero. Like, uh, apparently Miami wasn't willing to give up Hero in the James Harden deal. I think right. you would see something like, yeah, like a first Duncan Robinson and then, you know, Olenek, that's a name, yeah. fellow Canadian. He's from here. Mm-hmm. So that'd yep. be a home, uh, you know, hometown thing. Um, but yeah, as yeah, that's, that's basically it. But here's the interesting part too. You look at like Kyle Lowry and he's obviously going to be a free agent at the end of the season. If you're Philadelphia or Miami, do you just wait it out? If you have a strong feeling that he is going to sign with either team, like, would you really want to give up assets to trade him now? when it's looking like there's a good percentage that he's going to end up in one of those two cities regardless. I think that's an interesting point. And I think the bio market is going to be more active than it's been in, in previous years, given the whole pandemic and the situation. Like we might not even see any splashes at the deadline, but you know, I'm, I'm expecting personally Daryl Moore to get a couple bench pieces, a couple guys like that. And I think if the opportunity is there at the right price, Daryl Moore is all year. He said, We got the right chess pieces, but we're going to use them at the right time. And if it's not there, then we're not going to do it. So I I put my faith up in Daryl Morey, but I know he's a home run swinger. I know he's not going to be afraid to say, all right, time to win. We got this chance here. Um, But it's definitely a good conversation. And shout out to Aaron with a $5 donation. Thank you so much. He says, Tyrese Maxey, B-Ball Paul. B-Ball Paul is Paul Reed, by the way. He just won the G League MVP. Oh, yeah, I saw that. 
Danny Green, a first and a second. Who says no? What do you think of that trade package? Ooh, what is this? Tyrus Maxey, B.L. Paul, Danny Green, a first and a second. Who says no? I think that would get it done. That I looks just pretty good know. to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that would get it done. I just don't know if we honestly want to part with Danny Green, as crazy as it sounds. And how crazy would that be for Danny to go back to Toronto? Yeah. That'd be absolutely And absurd. you know you know what? It wouldn't make sense for you guys to part with yeah. Danny Green. You're in win-now mode. He's that, like, you know, that right. ultimate player you want in the postseason. I know he has his ups, his ups and downs, but, you know, you need a guy like Green in the playoffs. He's a he's a postseason exactly. guy. He can come away with a couple of clutch threes. So it wouldn't make sense for a team that's in win-now mode. Yeah, I, I really think that it's going to be more about you guys getting the contract off the books if you don't deem to be winners and more about draft compensation. I think that's what it comes down to. A young player will be nice, but like you said, I'm, I'm expecting the Raptors to go hard in the draft, maybe trade up, something like that. Uh, but it's definitely an interesting conversation. The other guy that you mentioned was Norman Powell. I want to get your thoughts on that. If Because you know, I, I could even see Daryl Morey trying to target a guy like Norman Powell. It would probably cost less. Um, I think he has another year left on his deal after this. So I, I think he would be feasible as a guy to bring in. Um, what would you get in a guy like Norman Powell if we were able to acquire someone like that? Well, he's having his best season as a pro. And it's in large part to the Raptors having a lot of guys out and uh, Powell being, being given more minutes. He's made the most out of his minutes. I mean, this was a guy where he wasn't used properly. The Raptors tried to make him that sixth man, that first option from off the bench. But it wasn't working. And then in the games that he started, he absolutely exploded. He was like a 20 plus point per game getter. Like he could score, you know, 20 plus like it was nothing. And he has been, in all honesty, the Raptors MVP from an overall body of work. Just from, you know, guys being out, guys being inconsistent. He has been the one staple. And uh, I know a lot of fans here in Toronto love Norman Powell. And I know myself personally, I've been trying to trade Norman Powell for all these years because I've never really been keen on the guy. Right. And this is the year where the Raptors should absolutely try to trade him because he's playing at an all time high level, uh, you know, uh, sell high, get assets in return. And uh, he is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And he is going to command a lot of money with how well he's playing. And I don't the Raptors are not going to be able to afford him. And it's not going to make sense for the Raptors to pay him the type of money that he's going to be looking for because of the fact that the Raptors have all that money tied into Siakam. OG Van Vliet. I would not want the Raptors to give up that remaining money to Powell when you got other glaring needs on this team, a center, yeah. some bench depth, a shot creator, a go-to guy. So that is why I think it is inevitable. And Michael Grange of Sportsnet here in Canada said it is inevitable in his opinion that the Raptors do trade Norman Powell at the deadline. Haven't really looked at a lot of suitors. I did see that Philadelphia's name came up. That could be a potential plan B, you know, for Philly. If they don't land the home run, their home run of getting Kyle Lowry, they right. get Norman Powell. I don't know what that would look like, but you know, maybe yeah, it would cost a little less. And uh, that's a guy that would just uh, give you guys that that depth that you were talking about earlier yep. uh, from off the bench and and really provide uh, you know some more uh, scoring offense and that and a punch. Yeah, and I think that's our most important priority is just filling out the bench and making sure we have the depth to compete with a team like the Nets. Um, but yeah, guys, shout out to everybody in the chat. We got 250 up in here, guys. Hit that like and subscribe for your guys. If you have not yet, check out Luca Rosano on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to him. Does great Raptors content. Uh, we'll take some questions from the chat, but one more thing I want to ask Luca: If this was able to go down again, like hypothetically, Kyle Lowry to the Sixers, however it gets done, uh, I, I don't know. You could say Danny's included. He's not. Say the Sixers get Kyle Lowry. And even before then, like, how do you view the Sixers? I want to know from an opponent's perspective, like, do you think this Sixers team has the chance 
to make a run in the playoffs to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, to go to the Finals. Like, let, let's get your take on that. Definitely interested to hear. Yeah, definitely Eastern Conference Finals. Um, in terms of you guys getting out of the East, I still got to go with my original pick of winning the whole thing, the Nets. I, I've been riding the Nets even before they got James Harden, Blake Griffin, and all that. So um, I'm still going to stick with the Nets. But that being said, I think Philadelphia's got a great shot. And I do see them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And if Joel, Joel Embiid could come back and, you know, play that MVP level of basketball that he was playing. You know, Ben Simmons does his thing. And, you know, you guys go get some bench depth. Philadelphia will be in the running. And that is going to be a fantastic series. I think you guys match up well against uh, the Nets. And then, you know, even if you do somehow get Kyle Lowry, that is going to be, you know, it could go either way. That That's going to be like a six-game, seven-game series. And, you know, pick your winner. Whatever happens, happens. But I'm very high on the Sixers team. Like I said, like I, I thought this was going to come from the Sixers last year, which is why I had the Sixers and Clippers as my NBA Finals prediction. And a lot of Raptors fans were looking at me like, the Sixers? What do you mean the Sixers? You have them going to the finals, really? So, I, I, like I said, I, I should have said that this year because it was a one year later. But, uh, yeah, this the, Philadelphia, you know, they were always right there, you know, always having good teams. We obviously go back that epic playoff series. I'm sure, you know, the Sixers fans don't don't want me to bring it up, but the Kawhi Leonard series, that was one of the best series ever. I mean, that oh. was so fun to watch as a as a fan. Well, probably more fun for me because I'm a Raptors fan. Probably yeah. less fun yeah. for you because you're a Sixers fan. But uh, <laughs> that was an incredible series. And I, I will say this, consider, like maybe you consider this a hot take or not. And uh, I, I am going back to the past year. That second round series, I really believe if that game goes to overtime, RB, the Sixers beat the Raptors. And I believe the Sixers replaced the Raptors as being the champion of 2019. If Kawhi Leonard shot does not go in. I, well, I really believe first, that. First and foremost, thanks for bringing that up. It's scarred in my memories. It's like one of my worst memories ever. What but could no. have been. What could have been, right? Right, right. I, I still can't believe it. But no, you're absolutely right. I do. Th I have a good feel. I don't know about overtime. I think we would have had as good a chance as anyone. But I thought we had the momentum, especially in game six with the way we won that game. Um, and I thought it was just one of those gritty games. It, couple things could have gone the other way. We go to OT, maybe win. I do agree. I, I think we would have beat Milwaukee. And with the Warriors being banged up, who knows? Like I, I think yeah. we could have gone all the way. I think we had as good a shot as anybody. I love the guys on our team. I wish they were utilized a little bit better. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think the Sixers or the Raptors stood the best chance. And, um, yeah, you're right. Um, someone asked in here, I'm trying to find it, about – are the Raptors going to make the playoffs? Any any take? And guys, we got 275 up in here. We're about to be off here in about five, 10 minutes. If you uh, haven't yet hit that like and sub, let us know any questions. Give This is your chance to ask one of the best Raptors creators right here questions about Toronto, questions about the East, whatever you whatever you need. Um, so Big Pun says, do you see the Raptors making the playoffs? It, it, they're in the middle right now because they're two and a half back of a top four pick in the lottery and then two and a half out of a playoff spot. Can the Raptors make the playoffs? Yes. Do I want them? Do I want to see them make the playoffs? Not really. Because like I said before, it's like, why are you going to, you know, buy out of desperation or, or, or make a run, you know, give fans false hope only to get ousted in the first round. It's almost like not, you know, not feasible at that point, or it doesn't make sense at that point. So yes, they of course can make the playoffs. There's still plenty of games left. Um, but you know, I think it's better for them to, like I said, just take a step back this season. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's like a couple or there's like an extra play in spot. So I could definitely see the Raptors um, competing in that. I'll tell you what, I don't want to play the Raptors. They're the team I don't want to play. <laughs> Never want to play them again. 
I hate how how Nick Nurse plays Joel Embiid um, yeah. and builds the wall against Simmons. The Raptors are the team I do not want to see. So I hope we don't see you guys again. Um, Philly fans and SD, shout out to a great channel member. Says, wouldn't we be better off just getting supporting role players off the bench instead of Larry? We have our stars. I think that's a good option too. Um, fill out with some guys like George Hill, Wayne Ellington, guys like that. I don't mind it at all. I just think if the price is right and you could put that ball handler next to Simmons and not give up too much, um, I wouldn't mind that either. So I think either either scenario is pretty good in my eyes. Um, let's see if we got any questions up in here. Um, let's see. How about this? What do you think the Raptors should do at the deadline? Yeah, I think uh, – kind of answered it already. Yes, but. sell high. Try, try to see what we could get from Norman Powell. And then if, if a deal makes sense for Lowry, do that as well. But I'm not interested in buying. There was a report yesterday. Raptors interested maybe in a Spencer Dinwiddie or Holmes. I was yeah. not interested in that as well, like at all. Right. I mean, that's not going to add, you know, any significance to this team. That's not going to make the Raptors any better. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely buy and, and or sell, pardon me, and, and those would be the two guys. There you go. And Tom says, what is the Raptors' problem right now? We need a center. We need some more bench depth and we need a shot creator slash like closer. It's been, it's been horrible to watch some of these games in the fourth quarter when the Raptors go on their droughts, nobody can get a bucket. Nobody can create their own shot. The shot selection has been atrocious. We saw last night in that game against the Rockets center and shot creator, the two most important things. Yep. I love it. And if the Raptors become buyers, are you going to be disappointed? Yes, I would. I would definitely. (laughs) I respect that. I respect that. Um, just a little, one more thing before we get out of here. Um, I actually call Kyle Lowry floppy McFlopperson, just my nickname I coined from. He flops every time. I hate him. I despise him. If he's on my team, he's going to, he's going to be great. He's going to let the Wells Fargo go crazy. Um, what do you think about that kind of nickname right there? And and do you, are you able to acknowledge as an objective fan that this man flops more than anybody? I mean, but that's how he gets all those like epic, you know, charge calls. You gotta you, listen. You gotta put oh, your yeah, body yeah. on the line to, to to get some calls come your way. But that's actually really clever. You should definitely copyright that and uh, put that on some but, T-shirts. But then but the thing me, is, if he comes to Philly, you gotta just like get rid of that. <laughs> I'll get rid of that. But look, like like you guys over there in Toronto, you you acknowledge right? Like this guy is a pest. Like he just flops. He gets his call. I'm not saying it's a bad thing for him, but I'm like you guys know he does that, right? He's a guy that gets under your skin. Exactly. Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly. a part of his, 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 you know, his, his mantra. That's who he is. And that's why, yeah, we love him here. Yeah. And I, I look, I respect him again. If he comes to Philly, um, I'm going to love the guy. Like it is what it is. So, but yeah, shout out to everybody out up here. Big punts is hashtag floppy McFlop. There you go. And you got to love it. Here's a last question for you. Should we deal Pascal Siakam and completely restart? <laughs> York baller. What's going on, man? Um, no, uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of Raptors fans are now saying this RB because of the recent news of the $50,000 fine. Right. If, if the Raptors didn't part ways with Siakam to try and get James Harden, I don't know what you can get for him. Now you're locked into him. Raptors fans, Siakam, Van Vliet, OG is your core. Siakam, there, like there's this misconception that he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's a good player, but he's not a main option. He's the right. Robin to a Batman. He was, mm-hmm. he was such a good parent with Kawhi Leonard. And it's going to be hard to go out and get another Kawhi Leonard. But if the Raptors can somehow get a guy to alleviate that pressure off Siakam, Siakam goes back to his, you know, B role uh, of a sidekick. I I think Siakam's a really good player. He's shown a lot of promise. He had a really good month in February. He's an all-star, of course. 
but he just can't be the main guy. And we've seen it now. It's been not only this season, but going back to last season, I've gone into a lot of arguments with Raptors fans about this, but we're seeing it with our very own eyes. He's not the main guy. He's the Robin. So the Raptors got to address that main guy somehow, whether it's in the draft, you get lucky, get a generational talent, or you trade for somebody that can at least create his own shot and come up clutch, you know, in the fourth quarter. Cause this guy has missed, what is it now? Like four, you know, four shots in the clutch, but it, it stems just beyond that. Obviously like you can get unlucky and miss shots in the clutch. Even LeBron James, I think is like one of six in closeout opportunities, but it's just in the final couple of minutes, it, like this team is hard to watch because they, they, they can't generate any offense and they don't have that guy that can get a call when he needs to, you know, like an Embiid can in the yeah. post or get a bucket in the paint. Yeah. So that's, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good point. And look, I think the Raptors are going to be just fine. I think, like you said, they're going to retool. They have the coach in place. They have the system that works. Like, at least you have that going through. You you have the the foreground set. You just need to add a couple pieces there. And I think you guys will be all right. But, again, everybody in the chat, guys, 250 in here, hit that like and sub. Thank you guys for coming through today. Whether you catch it now or on the second time around, be sure to hit that like, subscribe, notification bell. Again, check out Luca Rosano. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I want to thank my guy for coming on here to talk with me. Great conversation. A lot of good details. We'll see what happens before Thursday. Um, and look, if it, if the deal is there, I hope it gets done. Anything else, Luca? Uh, thank you so much, RB. I really, really appreciate it. Like I said to you off air, keep killing it, man. I found your channel like a couple months ago, and I've been hooked ever since, man. You do a great job with the streams, the Philly content, the collabs. You're very great on air. You got that presence. Guys, sub this man up. Like, this is awesome, bro. It's 3 o'clock during the day, and you got, like, almost 300 people in here. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. I didn't expect it. I didn't That's expect awesome. It. That's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. So definitely show him some love, guys. And uh, I, I respect the hell out of what you're doing, man. Thanks yeah. again for having me. And we, I, I definitely got to get you on my channel down the line as well. Oh, yeah. You as well, man. Big inspiration. I hope we can do this again soon. Maybe say a deal happens or say, you know, in a couple weeks we get kind of a – Another point where we're like, all right, it's a good time to collab. Um, let us know in the comments, guys, if, if you're down for that. Uh, great collab here, man, and appreciate you coming on. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Luca. You guys have a great rest of the day, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one, man. Peace. See you, guys.